Welcome to the Working Mom Life of a Bully Teacher. I am your podcast host, Dr. Courtney Pegram, and I'm here with you today on a Saturday. Um, So hopefully we don't get too many distractors because I'm actually recording in my kitchen. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to spend some time kind of reconnecting with everyone as I haven't gotten a few episodes out. And it's because it's actually the topic that I want to touch upon today. So how do we deal with all this noise as working parents? Um, So this episode is focused on looking more deep into ourselves as individuals, as leaders, as parents, as educators, and figure out like what are some things that we need to put in place so we can stop the noise and focus inward on what is important to us. So with that said, um, we'll call this session talk time. So what happened is through the feedback, which I truly appreciate, and uh, the comments that were posted about the last podcast is it came up with the distractors. I guess parents were extremely distracted. Um, Our phones are a huge distractor, Um, especially if you're working email. You have one to five different emails you're constantly checking. You have your social media accounts. You have to coordinate drive, pickup, schedules. Um, chores, homework, like your plate is full. So you have all these things going on at once. And instead of being like a perfect puzzle where everything falls in place, it's like someone just threw an entire entire plate of spaghetti, just threw it up on the ceiling and whatever falls is going to fall back into your plate. That's what it is, right? And most of the time it's a mess, falls to the side, stains, Um, And you might even slip on it, right? So you can imagine that throwing that, tossing that spaghetti, that sometimes feels like my days. Um, So I manage a lot and it's not something that I'm actually proud of, you know. Um, Over the years, I kind of gave myself a pat on the back with like, you know, being busy and having all these things and people like, I don't know how you do what you do. And I'd be like, oh, like, I don't know either. And I kind of, first of all, put myself down. But secondly, like, I'd love to hear it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? I mean, when is the last time you took a vacation or you don't even do anything for yourself, right? So I started to realize last year that, you know, it's not something to be proud about. Like, I want to be the person where someone says, wow, like they look so relaxed and calm and they actually have time to come to their children's events and sporting games. And, you know, they're constantly on their phone. They're present and mindful. That is the parent I want to be. I am the parent that comes in late, like running, dragging my kid, usually totally stressed out, frazzled. Um, and that's not who I want to be. And, and in talking with parents, a lot of us don't, doesn't want, I mean, we don't want that, but that's how we kind of appear and that's what we've decided to own. So today I want to talk about how do we stop that noise? So other episodes I've talked about strategies and stuff that like, you know, I've implemented and worked for me, but today it's just really me talking to you (laughs) about what's not really working for me. And then some of the ideas or things I've heard that have helped other people that I'm going to start using. So my biggest weakness is consistency. Um, I'm constantly putting out fires or answering to other people. And especially these past few weeks, I felt pulled, pushed and dragged without my consent. I'm constantly putting out fires. So fires mean things that need urgent attention, but they're really not important. They're not useful and they do not bring me joy. But I'm 
more responding to those things and what really matters to me. And it's demanding my energy, my time, and I end up feeling exhausted. So I, I took some time reflecting. I'm actually pretty good at reflecting when things get really crazy and it's been from practice. Um, and it came to my mind that I can't be consistent because I really have to answer the following questions. What do I really want? And then what are the things that I don't want in my life and how do I remove them? I think that's a question we have to ask ourselves. Like, what do you want? What is important to you? And what does that look like? So then anything that doesn't fit that, you know, think of ways of either outsourcing it, delegating it, or removing it. So, for example, for me, like, all I really want to do, if I had, like, I think about my perfect day, or, like, if I had unlimited resources and I could not fail, I would love to be writing more books, to be doing podcasts, to be doing more assemblies and speaking engagements. So the things that I don't want to be doing, and I'm really sorry if some of my students listen to this tape, um, I'm a, I've been a professor for about 11 years, and it takes a lot of my energy and time. And I'm good at it, so um, we would expect after 11 years that I'd be pretty um, decent at it. But I, I'm good at it, and I, and I loved it. I loved it for a very long time. But I, it, it became difficult after a, a while of managing full-time work, being a mom, and then, you know, being a wife, I mean, I don't even know sometimes how I'm a friend, but all these things came into play and teaching took too much of my time. Also, with the classes I teach, they're very engaging where I spend a lot of time one-on-one -on -one with my students. So it, they didn't have to be like that, but I wanted to make them like that for the students. So I started weighing out my options and realizing that my students are getting a lot out of this class, which is great, but I'm not getting really anything because I don't necessarily teach for the money because um, I'm only part-time and it takes a lot of my time because I teach PhD candidates and masters and it's typically an executive style which means it's on the weekend so it takes away from my weekend so I'm working more I'm working evenings I'm doing extra work and I was like it does not bring me joy so think about those things that you're doing that currently don't bring you joy and there's really no purpose for them longer term um, or it's not aiming towards your goals. So obviously the reason I was teaching for so long is eventually I want to move out back to Vermont. Oh, Vermont, I love Vermont. And be a full-time professor when my daughter is either in college or in high school or I don't even know. But it's like further like 10 years down the road, that's where I want to go. Well, that's 10 years. And I already have banked 10 years of being a professor. I am allowed to give myself a break. So I want you to think about what can you give yourself a break on? So first, what we need to do is map out what we want, what we don't want. And then how can we get rid of the things that we don't want? I mean, some things are hard to get rid of and some things we just have to do. And I understand that. But those things that are taking up all your time or eating up your time, are they adding value to your life? That's the question you have to ask yourself. So other things I often find myself that do not add value to me is my email. It's a time suck. It's like a time warp. Like a, like I'm down a rabbit hole. <laughs> it drives me insane. I am so embarrassed to even admit this because I train business professionals. I run team building. I coach on how to be like really mindful about your email. And then here I am 
not doing what I'm coaching about, and it's embarrassing. Um, but I find myself like I'm so client face forward and attentive to my clients, and I have so many different clients from like principals, leaders, business people, um, corporations, sponsors, like all this stuff, like boom. And I'm constantly trying to make sure that they get what they need, but I often forget to ask what I need from them, right? Or I let them run all over me and they don't do it on purpose. It's not even their fault. They don't even know what they're doing. I'm letting this happen to me. I'm 100% accountable for my actions on this. So, you know, setting strict boundaries on when I check my email. So it should be the first thing I do in the morning. I should, I shouldn't be checking my email. And every five, 10 minutes going over your email is not helpful. Answering it in between stoplights, not helpful. Um, it takes away your focus and you're just constantly busy. And also you're not thinking through what you're responding when it's just like a quick response as if it was a text message. So I realize email is my biggest problem and it's so funny because I can train on how to best practices on how to manage your email, but I need to start following what I'm preaching, right? This is ridiculous. So moving forward as far as like what I'm going to do to really realize like how I can stop feeling that pull, that push and that dragged without my consent is setting specific times where I'm going to check my email. So for me, it's really important that I do it in the morning. I like to do it before I'm actually on my way to drop off my daughter at school because it gives me time to think about, okay, here's my day, here's what I'm thinking about, and here are the things I need to respond to. So here's how ideally I would like to run my day is mostly get up. <clears throat> I do love to journal. It's something I do consistently, even if it's five minutes or a half hour and then kind of set up myself for my day, plan the stuff out, make sure all my meetings are scheduled and everything, and then check my email. So my email is after. I also am trying to meditate more, so I'd like to do that in the morning when I first get up, but I found myself like, it's, this is another thing that's pretty embarrassing. Sometimes when I meditate in the morning, I fall back asleep, I'm so tired. <laughs> so it's not super useful, um, but I'm gonna try to get better at that. So basically email I would check before we head out the door for school. Um, so I can get kind of my mind going and work because then after I drop my daughter from school, I typically head to work or I head to a program. Um, and that would give me enough time to just do like a mental check of what needs to get done. So then I think halfway through the day, probably like either before I break for lunch, if I break for lunch, which is another bad habit. Um, but working on like midday check-in. Okay. And then I check. I respond, and then at the end of the day, one more time. Um, the problem is my notifications come up, and I'm sure it happens with you too. So they bing, they ding, or they just pop up like silently for me. Um, and I silently twirled my head towards my phone and I start reading, and then I get distracted. Um, and I found out that I was doing this um, behavioral monitoring sheet that I created. Yeah, so I created this sheet, but I hadn't been doing it. And I check my email, and I glance over at my phone so many times, and then sometimes I accidentally just want to read a little more, and then I touch my phone, and then boom, my email opens up. Well, I'm now I'm already in it, so I should just go through it. So I'm extremely distracted. So that's the noise. So my noise comes from my email, but then also the demands of others. Like I talked about teaching, right? So sometimes my students, and without them even understanding, they're asking a lot of me, and I, I need time. But they didn't know. I didn't say, I'm available from these hours to these hours. Schedule your meetings. Or here, or telling my staff, 
I'm available this time for questions and all other times like you know I'll respond when I get a chance um, in our culture at Bulldog we often have we use a chat system to talk and I it's like a rabbit hole sometimes I'm down there trying to respond to everybody and do stuff and I'm spending way too much time and it's not their fault it's me not just spending the time being like I should just check the messaging twice a day right there's nothing if it's something really urgent they would call me or they would get off the message and like text me personally so again for me to stop the noise I need boundaries and solid boundaries also something about me is that I I really don't like to hurt obviously because I'm, I'm I don't like to hurt other people like I don't like to not be helpful I don't like to really disappoint people I mean, even if it's a stranger, it's it's like it's a it's a crazy thing with me. It's it's another of my weaknesses. So, um, I I want to be provide as much support as I can to other people, but also sometimes by doing that, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not saying like, well, I need this or I need that. So, in the aspect of being selfless, it's almost because I I don't want people to dislike me versus me just being like really caring and compassionate. And that comes a lot of the readings I've done from, I mean, I love Brene Brown. She's amazing. I really recommend her TED Talks, her books. But she talks about like, you know, if you don't have boundaries and you're not taking care of yourself, you know, it's it's almost the opposite. You're doing more damage because you're you're like, I've heard this a thousand times, like you're working from an, a, a well that's empty. You know, you can't give back when you don't have anything. So I end up giving back and doing all these things and being pulled but my heart and intentions aren't in it. It's just like kind of going through the motions. So learning to say no is a big thing that I want to work on for like stopping the noise and really being mindful of what I want in my life and who I want to be. I said this to one of my clients last week and it really resonated with me. (laughs) Um, You know, I don't want to look back in the next five years or two years or even one year and be like, what did I do? What happened, right? There's always these small milestones or accomplishments or goals I've attained, but is it really what I want? Because I remember starting 2019 being like, this is exactly where I do not want to be. And I'm like, how did I end up here again? Right? And then I had mentioned on my social media I had a really rough month. And um, I I would say, like, for me, I I was depressed and I was struggling a lot. And... And I got off social media and I really took care of myself. But I remember thinking, like, this is not where I want to be. And if you remove those those external factors that are holding me down, I don't think I would have been so sad or depressed or had dark thoughts. But I couldn't control the external. The only thing I could control the way I was reacting. And I really had to be more mindful of, like, what is the message internally I'm saying to myself? And is that who I want to be? And nope, that's not who I want to be. Um, I really want to spend some time being more conscious and mindful and realize that, like, you know, I preach about love and self-love and self-esteem, but I'm like, I got to love myself, too, and let myself be like, it's okay to take a day off. It's okay not to have a full agenda. And if accidentally you're on Instagram for, like, 30 minutes to an hour, that is okay, too. Stop beating yourself up. And if you don't want to run or exercise or you want to eat some bread and some cheese, you can totally do that because this is your life. Be who you want to be. And it's so funny for coaching and doing this training and the years I've put into it, I don't even listen to the messages that I'm sharing. I mean, to some extent I do, 
but I'm not consistent in it. So it's like asking myself, why am I not consistent? You know, why can't I give myself those those moments of, of forgiveness and compassion and then really help build myself up versus tear myself down? And it's really interesting because often they say, um, if you can't do, you teach, right? And I've heard that and I can disagree and agree with that, but I am the exact model of that. Um, I teach how to self-care, how to be a leader, how to manage, how to eradicate bullying. I mean, I, but I don't do any of it for myself. I'll do it for others. So I realize, like, I really have to spend some time identifying what drives me to be like, oh, I can't say no to this because I can. You can say no to anything, right? Like, if you're too tired, no, I can't do pickup. Or no, my daughter doesn't have to go to this after-school activity. Or no, it's okay that my house is is dirty. Or no, I don't want to do this. No, I will not go to this 10th meeting. And then, like, giving those no's give you opportunities to say yes to what you really want. Like, yes, I want to go for a 15-minute walk. Yes, I want to go to dinner with my friends. Yes, I want to spend some time alone reading a good book. So in closing from this real talk time, um, I wanted to kind of show you inside my life so that you know that even though you listen to these podcasts, um, I am far from perfect. And I'm not just saying that like, oh, my life sometimes is hard and it's difficult. And the strategies that I share are not necessarily the strategies that I use all the time. I'm human. I make a lot of mistakes. Um, I failed. And they said like, you know, um, someone who has been successful fails and falls flat on their face and I fell flat many times I mean I still get up and I will still fight because I'm, I'm really driven by my purpose and what I do but it's also hard it's never been easy so the takeaways from the session is one find out what you really want take the time to ask yourself those questions who are you what do you want what drives you what excites you and then identify your time suckers. Like what is sucking your time? And what do you not want? Like what don't you want? Identify those things, right? So then, like I said, outsource, delegate, or remove those things from your life, right? Because we only have one life and we're teaching that to our kids to like succeed, achieve, do all these things. You only have one life, like live your best life. And then we are just like going through the motions. Um, So identify those things. And then ask yourself, what are the boundaries or the things I need to put in place? How do I find time to be more mindful and purposeful? What can I do for myself? And then what am I striving to be? And then... Find out what are the things that are holding you back as far as weaknesses. So we identified, for me, I I struggle with consistency because, one, I can't say no. I struggle with saying no. And two, I struggle with boundaries. Um, So it's almost like finding that balance. And then once you identify your weaknesses, find resources to help you overcome that. So for me today, I talked about, like, you know, how I'm going to say no to more things so I can let the yeses come in. And then two, for consistency, I need to find out what I want to be consistent about before I just start driving this consistency. You can't drive a car if you don't know where you're going, unless you're taking a road trip. But we need to find our destination, right? So figure out what you want to be consistent about, right? And we talked about forgiveness. We all make mistakes. Forgive yourself more. It's okay. 
No one is perfect. Like we all, we hear it all the time. Like, and I, I mean, I, I hear it all the time. It's like, you are enough. Like, and I go back and forth with that statement, but it is true. Like in those days that are really tough, turn to yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you are enough. And thanks for making it through the day. Cause that was a rough one, right? Start recreating, rewriting your inner dialogue. Because sometimes if our inner dialogue is really negative and it's really hard on ourselves and it's demanding, it's demeaning, that's what drives us to respond to the noise and we're not taking care of ourselves. So I want to leave you with that today. So this was more a session of self-reflection and kind of understanding who we are as people by me just sharing what I go through. So I hope you like this episode and please like us on Instagram at Courtney Pegram. And then we are on Facebook as the Working Mom Life of a Bully Teacher. Um, please subscribe to our podcast and continue sending me the questions, the feedback, because I add those to the episodes. And then lastly, um, I will put on this um, the, the show notes, the behavioral monitoring sheet I've been working on, and also the personal branding questions I developed to really identify what you want because that can start some magical conversations and can also help you really find joy and purpose. So uh, thank you for being with me today and I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks, bye.